0: We are a people that follow after those things that make for peace, love, and unity. Chapter 6, Section E. The Advices and Queries. Carol Edgerton Treadway, in the Journal of North Carolina Yearly Meeting, explained some of the history of the use of queries among friends. Quote, The custom of allowing ourselves to be queried, and to answer as honestly as we can, is one of the most distinctive features of Quaker practice. It originated in the early days of Quakerism, although queries became institutionalized only in the 18th century when formal disciplines were adopted. Very early, George Fox introduced some guidelines for orderly functioning of the new meetings that were emerging out of the creative chaos of the earliest years. In 1656, there was a gathering of elders at Balby in Yorkshire at which these guidelines were adopted. These guidelines came to be known as advices. Unquote. Friends' advices today represent the wisdom and experience of friends collected over time. Advices are directive, but, as their name implies, they are not a set of rules as in many churches, nor do they prescribe belief as a creed would. The advices are a container, holding the shape of the Religious Society of Friends. They reveal the characteristics of life in a community that seeks to function under divine guidance. The advices indicate the broad outlines of shared faith and practice that give meaning and purpose to the lives of those who commit themselves to their discipline. Following advices helps to establish a community in good gospel order and, over the course of a lifetime, brings each follower closer into unity with God and with neighbor. Advices reflect the values and convictions of the Yearly Meeting that publishes them. They provide a vehicle for individual members' self-evaluation in regard to all various principles and testimonies which should guide our daily lives. The following are some of the advices used in Ohio Yearly Meeting. Use vigilant care, dear friends, not to overlook those promptings of love and truth which you may feel in your hearts. For these are the tender leadings of the Spirit of God. Nor should any of us resist God's working with us, for it is His redemptive love which strives to show us our darkness and lead us to true repentance and to His marvelous light. Quote, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20 Be faithful in maintaining your testimony against all wars as inconsistent with the spirit and teaching of Christ. Live in the life and power that takes away the occasion of all wars and strife. Seek to take your part in the ministry of reconciliation between individuals, groups, and nations. Let the law of kindness know no limits. Show a loving consideration for all people. Carefully maintain truthfulness and sincerity in your conduct and encourage the same in your families. In your style of living, in your dress, and in the furniture of your houses, choose what is simple, useful, and good. Be diligent in the reading of the Bible and other spiritually helpful writings. Gather daily in your families for worship. Such times have a special value in bringing little children especially into the experience of united worship, and so preparing them for the larger meeting for worship as they learn in the silence to bow to the power of God. Follow steadfastly after all that is pure and lovely and of good report. Be prayerful. Be watchful, be humble, let no failure discourage you. When temptation comes, make it an opportunity to gain new strength by standing fast, that you may enter into that life of gladness and victory to which all are called. Seek for your children that full development of God's gifts which true education can bring about. Remember that the service to which we are called needs healthy bodies, trained minds, high ideals, and an understanding of the laws and purposes of God. Give your best to the study of the Bible and the understanding of the Christian faith. Be open-minded, ready constantly to receive new light. When we gather together in worship, let us remember that there is committed to us, as disciples of Christ, a share in the priesthood. We should help one another, whether in silence or through spoken word or prayer. Let none of us assume that vocal ministry is never to be our part. If the call comes, there should be no quenching of the Spirit. The sense of our own unworthiness must not exempt us from this service, nor must the fear of being unable to find the right words. Quote, For it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. Unquote. Matthew ten nineteen. Carol Treadway also explains how the queries developed. Quote, the queries were drawn from the advices and were answered informally until the middle of the 18th century. At that time, there was growing concern that friends were sliding into a secular manner of living and becoming nominal friends only. Those who bore this concern inspired a widespread re-emphasis on observing the advices, and friends began answering the queries formally. Unquote. The following queries are some of those used in Ohio Yearly Meeting. Are meetings for worship well and punctually attended? Is our behavior therein conducive to meditation and communion with God? Do we maintain a waiting spiritual worship and a free gospel ministry? Do we welcome others to share this fellowship with us? Do we cherish a forgiving spirit and strive to walk in love as Christ has also loved us? Is each one of us careful for the reputation of others? Are we mindful to love our neighbor as ourselves? If differences threaten to disrupt the Christian harmony between the members, is prompt action taken? Do we observe simplicity in our manner of living, sincerity in speech, and modesty in peril? Do we guard against involving ourselves in temporal affairs to the hindrance of spiritual growth? Are we just in our dealings and careful to fulfill our promises? Do we seek to make our Christian faith part of our daily work? Believing our bodies to be the temple of God, are we concerned to attain a high level of physical and mental health? To this end, are our lives examples of temperance in all things? Do we avoid and discourage the use and handling of intoxicants, tobacco, and improper use of drugs? Are our homes places of peace, joy, and contentment? Are they an influence for good in the neighborhood, community, and country? Do we set a good Christian example for our children to follow? Are friends careful that their children realize that our loving Savior will faithfully guide them through life as they are willing to accept and obey Him? Do we help our children to read and appreciate the Bible? Chapter 6, Section F, Spirit-Led Teachers after explaining that being led by Christ's Spirit is the essence of Christianity, Robert Barclay describes the role of Spirit-led human teachers this way. Quote, Although God leads us chiefly by His Spirit, sometimes He conveys His comfort and consolation by a word written or spoken by another person. By this the faithful are made instruments in the hand of the Lord to strengthen and encourage one another. This also tends to foster their growth and lead them to salvation. Those who are led by the Spirit naturally love and cherish the things which represent the product of the Spirit in other persons. They also find that such mutual manifestations of the heavenly life also tend to quicken the mind and to provide recollection of the truth so necessary for the progress of the Gospel. God teaches His people Himself and nothing is made clearer than the fact that under the new covenant no human teacher is needed. In spite of this, one of the major results of Christ's ascension was the sending of teachers and pastors for the perfecting of the faithful. The same work is ascribed to them as to the scriptures. Both are primarily for the development of greater maturity in the faith of those who believe. But human teachers are by no means to have preference over the teaching of God himself under the new covenant. Unquote. We are a people that follow after those things that make for peace, love, and unity. It is our desire that others' feet may walk in the same. against all strife and wars and contention. This podcast has presented a portion of the book Traditional Quaker Christianity. The book was assembled and edited by Cherry Wallace, Jack and Susan Smith, and Arthur Burke. It was read by Chip Thomas and the audio edited by the same. The music was provided by Paulette Meyer, Paulette's music is available at paulettemeier.com.